Blog Talk Radio. Okay, folks, it's Roberta, Roberta Inspires. I'm doing the show while I'm traveling, well, riding, I guess I should say, and uh, <clears throat> things are going a little bit different than I had planned. But this is Women's History Month. Thank God and praise God for that. And so our topic is going to be Created in His Image 2, T-O-O, Created in His Image 2. I'm going to introduce that today, and then I'll be talking about it further and maybe involve some guests in the discussion because there is a significance to being a woman, and we need to appreciate and value that significance. Yes, 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 yes. Well, <clears throat> I hope you've had a fantastic week. Um, <clears throat> this is, like I said, kind of different for me because I'm using a different feature out of Blog Talk Radio. And uh, But, we're, you know, we're doing our thing. We're trying something different here. Had to go for it, and we're going for it. Um, <clears throat> of course, I want to encourage you to pray for our country. Pray hard. We have got so much going on. Um, you know, with all the people going to jail and <clears throat> this and that and the other, uh, possible maybe an impeachment, maybe who knows. But just pray. Because we need the peace of God in our country. We need the heart and mind of God in our leaders. And pray as someone to me that God will raise up Daniel. It doesn't matter about party affiliation, none of that. Just so there are people of excellence, people who hear God and will do what is good for the people of this country and the world. And so let's just, just be praying. We also want to pray for the Ethiopian uh, country of Ethiopia, where they just had that terrible plane crash. Those people are mourning and grieving. Uh, I wouldn't even want to imagine, oh, what it could be like for, you know, to be someone with a relative just annihilated in air. It's just nothing left but clothing on the ground. So let us use our hearts of compassion to be a blessing to them, to help them, to encourage them, and um, just, you know, do our part. That's, that's it, do our part, to put our arms around them. <clears throat> I'm going to, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, also invite you to follow me on the Inspire Radio page. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-R-A-D-I-O, and that is Inspire Radio, Inspire Radio. So just one moment here, and we're going to have a little music, musical break here, and then I'll be right back. Musical. It's flowing my way, oh, 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 
it's a season of power and prosperity. Yes, it is. It's a new season and it's coming to me. Or if you believe that, lift your hands and say, it's a new season. It's a new day. All righty, that's our musical interlude, usually our starting song, but I'm using a go-live feature today <clears throat> with this, or no, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. Anyway, live radio, you got to love it, and you got to be ready for it. Live talk radio, I might add, which brings its own interesting aspect to it, just like live TV. Well, let's talk about the beginning of this women's history, um, where it came from, History Month, how it came to be about. According to Wikipedia, in 1978, um, Jimmy Carter passed a bill, passed, you know, made a proclamation to recognize Women's History Month. Because women's organizations have been working. Don't let me mislead you. I'm not trying to suggest this is just his idea alone. But I like I like the fact that I'm um, said Dr. Carter, um Reverend Carter, Jimmy Carter <coughs> passed this 
um, don't get me started. He's a, a, a real Christian man. I did consulting work with Habitat for Humanity in America. I didn't get to meet him, but I can assure you he and Rosalind were out still doing charitable work and service in their 90s, and despite his health, uh, what challenge he had faced, overcoming brain cancer, and, uh, and he still teaches Sunday school. But anyway, that was passed, and then as time progressed, um, the women's organizations kept pushing this further and ended up where we actually have proclamations being made every year that during the month of March, there will actually be a celebration of women's history. It's coinciding. It was picked March 8th originally that week, and it was International Women's Day. <clears throat> now, in this newer generation, young people might be like, why do they need all that? You know, Why do we need Black History Month? <clears throat> why do we need Hispanic History Month? Why do we need Women's History Month? Because there were times that women were, I mean, <laughs> probably about if one steps from the cow, um, <laughs> that much. But again, just somebody's a man's property. He he owned her, and her whole life was focused on preparing herself for marriage, being a wife, being a mother, and not being allowed, you know, perhaps to do anything else outside of the home. So for the young women today, this is all like what? <clears throat> but that's where we were. So women organizations, women's suffragists, women had to actually get the right to vote in this country. And it took years. I think they got the right after black men got the right to vote, some years after. And let me say, as an African-American woman, if you combine those two factors, your gender and your race, it gets more challenging. Okay? Because, again, like I said, I believe, and I may be incorrect, but I believe black men were given the right to vote before women were given the right to vote. But in any event, these women's organizations, when I was a child, the women's movement was really coming, I'll say like full force in our generation. And there were marches, and women were saying, look, we want equal pay. We work. We are e- they wanted the Equal Rights Amendment. And, of course, you know, that was just going to be horrible, horrible, horrible. My mother was just telling me the other day about working in the post office and how men, which, I mean, the horrible things they would say about women across the loudspeaker at the U.S. Postal Service in Washington, D.C. And it was a man's job. You taking a man's job was the mentality and the statements, and they, um, people harassed women, raped and attacked them and beat them and whatever, trying to intimidate them out of those jobs. Uh, <clears throat> but women like my mother, my aunt, stuck in there. A couple of my aunties, I think one of them was one of the first women that came into the metro um, transit system to work, and another was in the early, I think, part of it too. And they had to, you know, they had to bring their A game just to survive because, you know, they were unwelcome. They were not welcome taking a men's job. 
And Oprah Winfrey tells this wonderful story about how when she was in Baltimore, not far from Washington, she actually went to her boss and was asking for more money because Richard, I remember seeing on the show years ago, Richard, the other co-host, was being paid more than she was. And the boss said, do you have a family to raise? Do you have this and do you have, you know, Richard, in other words, Richard was due to have more because he had to raise a family. He had to support a family. And he had a house. Do you have a house? And this is what they put her through. And she just backed off because she knew her time was not long there once that happened. Uh, But that's the era that things had come about. And that was the way the world functioned. You stay in your place. Women with great educations. One of my uh, former clients, she said when she came out of college, and and my aunt, one of my aunts too, you come out of college, they were going to be secretaries to do other stuff would have been just, you know, almost unthinkable and difficult to get through. And like I said, if you throw in the race and the gender together, then you really had a doozy. Um, Sexual harassment was the norm, was the norm. Oh, yes. If you went into the workplace, men felt they could say anything, do anything, because they could. They could make passes. They could intimidate and, and this is going to come out, but they could have affairs with the women that work with them, impregnate them, and all kind of stuff, and nothing was going to happen to them. Because, you know, like they were using intimidation to have relations with these women. Not, there was not attraction necessarily, but it's what women felt, some of them felt they needed to do to keep their jobs. And sometimes because maybe they support the kids, they did. My mother was not one of those women. Uh, she actually ended up with a suspension of a, maybe a week because the boss was sexually harassing her and trying to date her or something, and she would not um, cooperate with that. So, um, and they would blackball women if you did not cooperate. I saw it firsthand. And so women needed fairly the right to be treated and the right to have an opportunity uh, to the same jobs. I'm drifting a little bit from the history, but uh, per se, of Women's History Month, but I am focusing on the history that I know of. Uh, I'm so blessed to have become, have grown up in that era where a lot of the transitions, civil rights, women's rights, whatever, I got to see firsthand the Vietnam War ending and all issues with that. Um, and so I'm here to tell you women needed to be recognized because of the struggles and the mistreatment and the abuse that so many women had to suffer. And that's another subject. The environment was so that women were so considered so minimal that a man could beat his wife, he could do all kinds of things, but in terms of her having certain protections or anybody coming to her rescue, or him being put in jail, what have you, most likely wasn't going to happen. So domestic violence was very much um, high on the list. And women were beat, abused, couldn't get out of the marriages, you know, had nowhere to go and no way to support themselves. I'm telling you, times were tough for women. Times are tough for women. 
from the book of Genesis, we know <clears throat> that God created man, which included woman, in his own image. And the serpent came right to the woman and started his attack right there. And the outcome, of course, we know was the first sin, and everything just changed from there. Adam, as some people say, was supposed to be protecting Eve. He was her covering. It's not that she was lesser. It's not that she was, you know, stupid or anything like that. But whatever, maybe because as a woman, you know, we really do want to make sure our family is well-fed or something like that, being practical and trying to take the things. How she got into that situation, I don't quite know. <clears throat> but the Bible teaches that there will be enmity between Eve's seed, Eve's seed and the devil. And so I believe that is why things were so oppressive towards women, towards women, and that the devil has always had it in for women. And that whole attitude and mentality was actually fostered and spread not only in our country, but it prevailed in the world. However, we were, like I said, created in the image of God just like man. Adam called her woman, as people say, and, you know, she was a man, it's you know, for you see, with a the man with a woman, he it says in the Bible, Genesis three twenty, Adam named his wife Eve because she would become mother of all the living. She would be the mother of all who live. Okay, so let's see first of all how significant Eve was. He could be here and and rule the garden, but he could not procreate. He didn't have the equipment to procreate by himself. Women were given the one wonderful honor of having a womb and being the carrier of life. Just beautiful. So just as things and protecting carries us, so this woman, one man was having an opportunity to do so also. That's the first significance. We are the carriers of life. It is said that the hand that rocks the world rules, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And uh, we do because a mother has influence. A mother shapes and forms her children into what they will do. A mother carries that child in her womb for nine months, and the child experiences, I believe, the emotions, the food, everything, things that are happening to that mother, the child experiences. So we are women. We have the honor and the privilege of being the carriers of life. It is so significant and so wonderful that when God wanted to come in a body, 
He could have just appeared. Think about that. He could appear full grown. He could, he could have appeared as a child. He could have appeared as a man. I mean, just out of nowhere, here I am. But he came into the womb of a virgin, young woman, and implanted himself there. So she was allowed to carry the Savior of the world for nine months. And it was a tough situation for her. But look at how much God values a woman's ability to carry life, that he would even put himself into that womb and go through all the formative stages that babies go through. And, yes, this is about to be a segue because I believe life begins at conception. And after that, we are under development in that faith in that womb as a human being. Unfortunately and sadly, there are those who do not believe that life begins at conception and therefore <clears throat> wants to treat embryos as nothing and scrape them out of the womb. And even now it's getting aware, as I understand it, a baby could be born and in the birth process and they could decide, a person could decide they don't want that child. And that living being that everybody who has any kind of common sense knows at this point we have a baby because if you let it come all the way out and when it does, you will be holding a baby. Now, whatever destructive way the enemies come up with, to have these young babies destroyed, even at birth, we do have to take a stand against. That is not about a political party. That is just about the right of children to be conceived and to live. So we need to pray, and we need to seek ways to stand for children. A mother, a woman, has that mother's nature for the most part. Some women, just it doesn't connect. But they are nurturing the way God nurtures us. And we see illustrations, which I want to talk more about next week, in the Bible where God is comparing his care and his ways to women and women's a mother. One, he says, can a mother forget her nursing child? There is Psalm 91 where he covers us with his feathers, basically like a mother hen. Uh, he calls himself the double, he's called the double-breasted one, nourishing, nourishing, nourishing. And so we have to celebrate Women's History Month because women are significant in the plan of God. So, to today, to find some way this week to celebrate the women in your life and tell them how thankful you are for them. And whether they are biological mothers or adoptive mothers or the neighborhood mother or surrogate moms, like I say, surrogate moms of the heart like myself, um, where you sort of adopt children out of love, you know, you just do what you can for them and be there for them and support them. But it is really wonderful to be a woman 
And I personally want to leave you with this thought. Often imitate it, but not duplicate it. My womb makes me a woman. Being born with a womb makes me a woman. I do not care what kind of mechanics, surgeries, and things you do. There is a nature to a woman that no man can have. It just doesn't work that way. Our very hormones and systems and all of us, we're created and wired to be different and to be who we are. And people may, like I said, imitate femininity in this culture and try to change things and la, 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 and I pray for them. You know, it's not about beating people down. If they're transgender, they're just transgender at that point. You just have to love on them and, and bring them the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he will do the work that is needed. However, a woman is a woman with ovaries, wounds, uterus, all the mechanics, and they have yet, to my knowledge, to be able to insert all that into anybody that wants to be a woman. So I'm proud and I'm thankful for how God created me. And ladies, again, often imitated in this age, but not duplicated. Thank you, Lord. And we will see you. I'll talk to you next week, and we'll go further into this created in his image too. God bless you, and have a tremendous, tremendous week. This has been your host, Roberta of Roberta Inspires Omni Media.